Have you ever wondered who cleans up the forest floor? We have graves and grave workers, but there's no such thing for wild animals. Welcome to episode 73 of Insects for Fun, the entomology podcast hosted by me, your not-so-local entomologist. Today, we have a listener request from Buggy Bree out in Nova Scotia, digging into what happens when small woodland critters pass away, along with some really unique and interesting behaviors of burying beetles. Burying beetles, also known as carrion beetles, are incredible carcass cleaners. The beetles belong to the family Sylphidae, of which there are around 200 species, divided by two subfamilies, Sylphinae and Nicrophorinae. But today, we will mainly be talking about Nicrophorinae, which are often referred to as sexton beetles. Why? Well, a sexton is a member of the church whose responsibilities include taking care of the graveyard. And as you'll soon discover, burying beetles are nature's wandering grave diggers. Sexton beetles are often black with orange or red markings on their elytra, and there are around 70 known living species. They also have club-like antennae, which they use to find carcasses of animals like birds and rodents. In fact, beetles can locate a carcass within one hour after death, and as far away as two miles, which is pretty wild. The reason they can do this is because they have chemoreceptors in their antennae, which are basically dead animal dowsing rods. The beetles aren't very large, with their maximum length usually around 1 inch or 2.5 centimeters, and as a result, the size of the carcass they use isn't very large either. The perfect size for sexton beetles is between 80 and 200 grams, making small birds and rodents their primary targets. So what do these beetles even do with the dead animals? Well, turns out they do a lot, and it's predominantly for their young. Sexton beetle larvae eat the meat from a dead animal, and depending on the species, adult beetles will also feed on an animal carcass. Some adults actually prefer eating fly larvae off the carcass instead, and this helps weed out competition for their larvae. But before anyone eats anything, the beetles need to move the body to a safe place and then bury it. We as humans bury our dead out of consideration, and then the bodies can decompose in peace without us seeing or smelling anything. But sexton beetles don't really care about any of that stuff. They just want to keep their food safe from other insects and predators. Some of their insect competitors would be flies, other burying beetles, and dermestid beetles. Now that the food is in a safe place for burial, the beetles can begin digging out the ground beneath the animal. And you'd be right to imagine two beetles working together. Because unlike other beetles, these ones often form pairs and act as a parental unit, at least until their larvae are ready to be on their own. The digging process can take up to eight hours, and by the end, the carcass has sunken into the hole. At this point, the beetles are probably done, right? Nope. The pair will begin cleaning the body by removing all the fur or feathers and then covering the entire animal in an antifungal and antibacterial secretion. The food has to be properly prepared the way we need to skin and clean our meat before eating. And the beetles actually use the discarded fur and feathers to line their den or crypt slash nursery. Only now can the beetles start thinking about their young. The mother beetles usually lay their eggs near the dead animal and the eggs take as little as two and a half days to hatch. This is where things get really interesting. Just like wasps and bees, these beetles actually feed their young the way a mother bird feeds its babies, 
through regurgitated food. Another fascinating factoid is that if one of the parents dies or disappears, then the remaining one doubles its efforts on parental duties. Some species will actually feed and protect their larvae until they're ready to pupate, while others only feed and house the young until they're big enough to eat for themselves, which is usually around three days. Sexton larvae will actually beg the parents for food by grabbing onto the parents' mandibles. Sometimes the beetles will find a carcass that's simply too big to bury alone, or in a pair. And in these situations, the beetles form a communal living arrangement where they work together and live together off of the same animal. And some species actually do this quite regularly and have adapted strategies for it, like laying their eggs randomly through the dirt around the carcass. The reason for laying eggs randomly around is to ensure survival in the event another resident decides to remove competing eggs. In general, the larger female or male will be the dominant, and they hold the greater share when it comes to eggs. Interestingly, both males and females have the same odds of sharing a medium-sized carcass with others of the same gender. You'd think that males would be trying to fight all the other males, but this doesn't seem to be the case when looking at medium animal carcasses. Now there is one more interesting thing in regards to how these beetles raise their offspring, regardless of whether they're in a community or not. And this one is definitely controversial. You see, if the parents realize that the number of babies is too great for the animal they buried, then they actually cull or kill some of the offspring to lower the brood size. This practice is known as infanticide, and it's done at an early stage in the larval development. It's believed that this happens because females lay their eggs before they've actually processed the food and fully assessed the size. But of course, there could be beetle error as well. Typical brood sizes would be in the teens, but depending on the size of the carcass, a brood can range from 3 to 31 larvae. So now we know what they do with dead animals. But where can we find them? And how come I never see the action? Sexton beetles are found worldwide, but there are more species in the temperate forests of North America and Europe, rather than Asia and Latin America. Are you surprised? The reason is that there is less competition with flies and other insects that are also interested in animal carcasses. But warmer and more tropical climates also reduce the decomposition time, making it harder for the beetles to do their thing. The species of sexton beetles found in more tropical places are usually in the mountainous regions, at much higher elevations. The beetles are also most active at night and spend a huge amount of time underground, making them kind of difficult to find. Unless you're really into sexton beetles, I don't think you're going to go out of your way to lift up a dead animal. Not even forensic entomologists really use sexton beetles, because they tend to prefer smaller carrion. The other subfamily, Sylphinae, on the other hand, are used in forensic entomology because they prefer larger carrion and unlike sexton beetles, Sylphinae beetles leave their larvae in a carcass with no parental care. This makes it possible to date a dead body depending on the size of the larvae. Now before we end the episode, I do have one last cool thing to talk about. Sexton beetles sometimes have a mutualistic relationship with tiny mites. It's been found that small carrion-eating mites can also be found riding on sexton beetles. 
specifically on their thorax. And though some species of mites might compete with the sexton larvae for food, others feed on fly eggs and baby fly larvae, which greatly benefit the sexton beetles. In the event that mites feed on the carrion too, it can still be beneficial. Research has shown us that the mites actually increase the fitness of smaller beetles, acting as an insulated vest and allowing them to win fights against larger beetles. The small cost of food competition for the mites does not outweigh the positive of winning an animal carcass. And that wraps up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and learned something new. If you haven't already, please make sure to leave a review on iTunes or Apple and rate the podcast five stars wherever you listen. If you want more episodes and vlogs, you can find them over at patreon.com forward slash insects for fun. And if you'd like to send me an email or DM, you can find that information in the show notes. Thank you again for listening.